Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tiamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I feel like we are the two smartest people in the world right now because we are... Obviously. Well, I mean, it goes without saying. Yeah. But we, we are recording a theater news podcast instead of doing one of two things that would clearly make us dumber mm. and more angry. That would either be watching the first of the two Democratic debates. Oh, God. And, oh. This, and the second would be watching the Bachelor finale. Certainly so never. I, <laughs> I feel like we've made the wise decision to record today on Broadway. I almost can't decide which of the two is worse. <laughs> well, I will say the only season of The Bachelor I watched, I did it because I was in... Patty Murin's Bachelor Fantasy League along, uh. with, <laughs> along with Stephen Amell who plays Arrow on the Arrow and yeah. Christian Slater's wife was in it too. You know. So, I mean, if you're going to tell me I get to play a fantasy game with a bunch of celebrities, sure. I'm going to do it. But otherwise, now nah, I'm good. Noted uh, Bachelor fan, Matt Tamanetti. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you who <laughs> was the Bachelor. It might have been Bachelorette for all I remember. I don't oh, remember. see. There you go. I've never seen a season, yeah. and I'm going to keep it that way. Probably smart. Yeah. Well, okay, Ashley, let's get into today's news. Starting off yesterday, the Roundabout Theater Company announced the full cast and creative team for their upcoming production of Tennessee Williams's The Rose Tattoo. Directed by Trip Coleman and starring the iconic Marissa Tomei, the show begins performances at the American Airlines Theater on September 19th and is currently scheduled to run through December 8th. Joining Aunt May will be Cassie Beck, Tina Binko, Greg Hildreth, Keisha Lewis, Broadway radio friend Ellen Marie Marsh, Constance Schulman, and more. We will have the entire cast and creative team in the link in the show notes, so check that out. Ashley, I don't know a ton about this show specifically other than Mm -mm. Tennessee Williams is a a legend, obviously. Sure. Uh, But you throw in Mona Lisa Vito and Ellen Marsh, and I'm kind of all in (laughs) on this. There might be one movie ever that I have seen more than my cousin Vinny, so appreciate that. I know absolutely nothing about the Rose Tattoo. I did mention to someone over the weekend who didn't even know it was going to be on Broadway, who, by consequence of having to deal with me daily, he's pretty familiar with the Broadway schedule. This (laughs) seems like it's going to be one of those shows that can go very much one way or the other of how it will sell. I like the casting a lot. Love Cassie Beck, who's great in The Humans. Greg Hildreth, Ellen Marsh, as you mentioned currently just a little concerned of how it's going to sell for them well the one thing is there was a great twitter back and forth between i think it was between deep tran and lee seymour from forbes talking about Mm. how the fact that when you look at the grosses for not for profit companies like roundabout and mtc um they don't always tell you the full story because what's actually happening there is that they're not taking into account the full subscription. So they're what they're doing is they're actually taking into account the lower discounted rate for each individual ticket mm-hmm. that is applied to that. So you're not taking into the fact that they're paying for a bunch of shows. They might even be paying for off-Broadway shows as well. And then what they're actually, when you look at the grosses sheet, uh, their gross potential is actually if every seat had been at full price and not reducing for the Very fact true. that some sure. of those were already sh- uh, sold to subscribers. So when you have something with Roundabout or Manhattan Theater Club on Broadway and even Second Stage when they do their own stuff at the Hayes and don't rent it out, 
it's a much different ball of wax when you're trying to figure out how it's doing financially. So mm -hmm. I'm always of the opinion that as long as these things are doing three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars, they're probably doing fairly well week to week. Anything above that is gravy. And I'm sure they'll be happy with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, the other thing is, is where is Roundabout's entire season? Come on now. It's mm -hmm. it's almost August and we don't yeah. know their season. It's a little ridiculous. I, I, there are a few that I've heard that are pretty exciting and I want them to announce them so that we can talk about them here because it should be pretty cool. Oh, um, yes. Also, Ashley, fun fact. Did you know that Academy Award winner Marissa Tomei appeared in the original film version of The Flamingo Kid, whose ah, musical adaptation yes. is aiming to get on Broadway this season. One Queen Leslie Margarita is uh, anytime someone mentions things coming to Broadway this season, she always throws up a flamingo gif. So I don't know <laughs> if she knows something we don't. I but, feel uh, like she might. Well, yeah. Or it could, I mean, it could just be wishful thinking um, and like in hopes, but um, good, good to know. The more you know. She's putting it, <laughs> she's putting it out there into the yeah. universe. She's secreting it, I believe. Exactly. Is the, what the kids say. Yeah, sure. All right, Ashley, I've got some <laughs> recommendations. And the first one is your Go Mag review of Bar right. Dykes. We mentioned it earlier yeah. uh, this week. So it is now in print over at GoMag.com. We will have a link in the show notes. You already talked about how much uh, you loved it. So that's yeah. very cool. And it sold out for the rest of its run, which makes me really oh. happy. Well, sorry, folks. <laughs> Hopefully you already got your tickets from hearing yeah. me promote it last time. Obviously yeah. you did. Yeah, or uh, maybe it'll extend or something. Yeah, so, there you go. All right, the second thing I have is highlights from the Hysterical Women's Society's Voice for Choice concert, which happened on Monday night. Had a bunch of stars uh, there. Betty Gilpin, Celia Keenan-Bolger, Sarah Rule, Casey Levy, Ali Stroker, Erica Henningsen and Ashley Park, Danae Benton, Alicia Umfris, Storm Lever, a bunch of bunch of fantastic people. Um, and actually, the video for it was filmed by my friend Rebecca Michelson, who, oh, there you um, go. yeah, it was her first video she's ever done uh, for Broadway World. So I was very happy about that. So check congratulations. That out. Yeah, and then finally. Ironically, I have three articles about the same thing. And if you are in the Broadway community, chances are you probably know about this already. But both the New York Times and Broadway.News' Jeremy Gerard wrote stories about the retirement of one of the most uh, interesting and influential press reps uh, at working in the theater community, Sam Rudy. He is retiring um, and he has done everything from small shows off Broadway to Hamilton. <laughs> and uh, he's had a fantastic career and um, really excited uh, for him to move on to his retirement. And uh, Broadway radio friend Shane Marshall Brown will be taking over a lot of the um, accounts for Sam Rudy, who was his mentor and he worked with him for a long time. Shane is now the uh, co-founder of the Press Room Agency. So he's taking over Hamilton and mm -hmm. the Vineyard and Rosie's Theater Kids. Uh, so congratulations to both Sam and Shane. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy retirement. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totes jelly. Uh, <laughs> and then um, there's one other article that I wanted to throw in also from the New York Times. This one comes from Julia Jacobs. And the headline is New York knows its art or arts organizations have a diversity problem. 
now what? Um, so it goes into the fact that the city has asked arts organizations, including museums and performing arts centers, to come up with plans on how to diversify their staff and board members. Uh, actually, this is something that we talk about quite a bit. The only way, I mean, not the only way, but the best way to get more diversity in the creative teams and in the cast and in the stories is by first creating diversity at the levels that pick what happens in the theater spaces. Absolutely. So whether that's boards or producers or whatever, and, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that these plans that the city has asked arts organizations to come up with uh, get implemented and have the desired impact because that's vital for the future of theater. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think it's any secret. We have a very put-in-place you know, systematic racism. Some of these institutions are the same places that have said they don't look at race. They look at the people who are the most qualified, which I always think is such a cop-out. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Theaters do it as well. The system isn't broken. It's working exactly the way it was meant to, and it's time for people to break it. I'm hoping surveys like this and the plans they have in place or, you know, will have in place spawn actual change where in New York City, that is very possible. Yeah. And and I don't want to say that, like, people who say things like that, that, oh, it's about the best people um, are lying. I don't think they are lying. I, I mean, some of them are, but I don't think they are in all cases. I think that, like you said, it there is an institutional structure that defaults to especially white um, mm-hmm. being the norm. So when you say just looking for the best people, there's already this idea that white is more normal. And when you're sure. looking for things that you really want to promote diversity, if you're really open to that, you have to really consciously think about the fact that just because somebody is white, they all automatically have a leg up. And I think that there is a, right. a, a big reckoning that people have to come to in realizing that centuries of, uh, of, I mean, racism, I mean, I, I didn't want to say that, but um, inequity and prejudice in our country are still happening in ways that even the woke and liberal amongst us don't yeah. realize. And we need to account for that if we're ever going to have any meaningful Absolutely. dialogue and course correction in this. So, Yeah, I mean, institutions and casting directors, when they say that, they are looking at the same places every time instead of going outside those yeah. same places for the quote-unquote best people. And then it just ends up as a cycle. Yeah. Okay, Ashley, moving on. Yesterday, Variety reported that in less than three weeks, the new Lion King remake has surpassed $1 billion in international box office sales, making it the fourth Disney film of the calendar year to do so, and it's only July. The Lion King joins Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, and Aladdin above $1 billion internationally. And of course, this list doesn't include Spider-Man Far From Home, since that is technically a Sony movie, in partnership with Disney's Marvel Studios. We can complain all we want about these quote-unquote live-action adaptations of animated musicals. Sure. But Ashley, and I will. the bottom line. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no doubt. every Everybody <laughs> will. But there is no doubt that they will keep doing them because they're, they're, they've had two of them make over a billion dollars this year. Yeah, there are many, many more on the books for future years. So this is not a trend that's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. It's only going to go away when they run out of animated films to make into live action films. And then they do new animated versions yes, of those live then. action adaptations <laughs> of the original 
animated films. But all right, Ashley, let's oh. stick to the screen because on Tuesday, Broadway HD announced a slate of new properties that will be joining the streaming service in August. On Thursday, the first of the Australian production of Driving Miss Daisy, starring Angela Lansbury, James Earl Jones, and Boyd Gaines, will be available. Uh, this came to Broadway, and I believe it was Vanessa Redgrave who replaced Angela Lansbury, but this was the same production with Boyd and James. And then on the 8th, Street Scene, a filmed adaptation of the musical Street Scene, uh, will be available. This is a 1947 musical with a book by Elmer Rice. And get this uh, score writing team. The music was by Kurt Vile, and the lyrics were by Langston Hughes. This is a show I've never heard of, but like... So cool. Yeah. Huh? Uh, this is a film adaptation of this that was shot in Europe in 2018, so I'm very looking forward to that. Then on the 15th, the Rupert Gould-directed production of Macbeth, starring Patrick Stewart, will be available. And then on the 22nd, uh, Monteverde's Le Orfero? Le Orfero. Okay. Monteverde's Le Orfero. Yeah, <laughs> I'm there. Um, this is a, an opera version of Orpheus and Eurydice, so see this in conjunction with Hades Town. Ah. And then finally, on the 28th, we will get the Stratford Festival's production of Shakespeare's Love's Labor's Lost, directed by Tony winner John Caird. Now, Ashley, which one of those are you most excited about? Monteverde's mm. Le Orfero, right? That one, just so you can say it again, absolutely. I hate you. <laughs> no, I'm really excited about Street Scene. I think what a musical writing combination. And jazz, totally. musical theater, European opera is are the genres that they mashed up for it. All of my favorite things. I'll also be excited to see Patrick Stewart's Macbeth. I have yet to see that, but it's Patrick Same. Stewart. You have to you have to get excited about that. Totally. All right. Yesterday, we also learned that the fifth annual Elsie Fest will take place on October 5th in Central Park. Tickets are available via pre-sale now, and a lineup will be announced in the coming weeks. And finally, Ashley, on Tuesday, the off-Broadway production of the new musical comedy I Spy a Spy announced that it would close on August 10th. But that's not the biggest news to come out of the announcement. Producer Eric Krebs in the press release said, quote, I Spy a Spy is an important and heartfelt story, beautifully told by a highly talented company that should be seen. Because of the importance of our story, I am determined to get as many people as possible to see this show before we close, regardless of what they pay. Accordingly, every, uh, every unsold seat will be given free at curtain to audience members who appear at Theater at St. Clement's prior to each performance. Now, generally, Ashley, I would look fairly cynically at these types of moves by producers, mm. but this seems to be fairly genuine um, yeah. and a heartfelt effort to get people to see this show. So I'm hoping that they play to as many full houses as possible over the next week and a half before they close. It's very cool. I'm almost always sad to see shows close early. This was one that was on my radar when we, I was going over the season list, but one I have yet to get to. I'm glad they're making these efforts to get as many people in the doors as possible. I guess, you know, they're already losing money, so why not? So it does <laughs> seem like it's very genuine to me. And I hope people who are listening to this will take advantage of it if they haven't seen the show. Absolutely. All right, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWB Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No This Is Ashley. 
Ashley, um, I think this is the last time that you and I will be together this week. Yes. We'll be joined by the man, the myth, the legend, James Marino for tomorrow's episode. And then either I will be by myself or I will be with James for Friday's episode. I won't be here for tomorrow. So I will just say, keep your eyes and ears open on Thursday. And if you appreciate Miss Cleo's prognostications, head over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, (laughs) Google Play, wherever you get your podcast and leave us a rating and review. We would greatly appreciate it. Have a great hump day, everybody. And Ashley and James will be back to talk to you on Thursday. We will indeed.